you are listening to this and have not seen La La Land, I highly recommend that you find a way to see La La Land because it was insanely beautiful and made me cry. So, doing this thing called Why Not Wednesday, a little bit self-explanatory because why not? And a funny factor, I know I always mention this, but... I know my sound quality isn't great. If you've heard of the podcast, 99% Invisible, I was just listening to one of their episodes the other day, and Roman Mars, the host, was talking about sound production, and uh, his whole theme at 99% Invisible is that you don't notice when things are working in terms of design, and in this case, sound, because it just makes it sound good, um, and you only tell when it doesn't sound good. So... You can tell, <laughs> but I'm doing Why Not Wednesday. I want to give lots of fun facts, stuff going on, talking about um, like just what is inspiring me so far in 2017, ideas for the future, and hopefully it will inspire you as well. So on the docket today, I have a few aspects. I'm going to try and keep it medium light. I know that there's the inauguration uh, this week. So we're going to probably not delve into that also, cause you're hearing enough about that already. Um, but just things that I've been thinking about ideas and please feel free to send me your perspective on any of these aspects as well. That would be rad. I would love it. Um, so first of all, I've been thinking a lot about this quote and it's from an E.E. E. Cummings poem and you've probably heard it's his most well-known poem, I believe. Um, I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. And there's this one line, this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart. And I actually watched this great video recently on YouTube, pretty short, but it's by this guy called the Nerd Writer, which I was like, oh, you know, but I found it on this, um, like, philosophy website. And he just does an amazing job of assessing this, this poem, but also um, the aspects of love that E.E. Cummings is attempting to kind of direct the reader to and and to notice and highlight the the different kind of quality between knowing and experiencing. And I think that's something that I, as I can tend to be logical sometimes, hopefully I think so, um, can focus on the knowing aspect. I think a lot of us can in this age of knowledge where knowledge is king and science is king. You can say like, all these claims based on what we know, but I think that there is sometimes this experiential aspect that is overlooked. And I think there's a lot of things where the saying holds true in life, like um, you, you will never know something because someone tells you. And I think that goes, you know, that goes in a lot of different ways, you know, like maybe someone tells you they love you and you, you don't know it until you experience it, you know, and you, you see it for yourself. I mean, there's so many different things there. Um, but E.E. E. Cummings, also fascinating, and just even in his own life, was in you know World War One. I, I believe helped on the medical side there, not necessarily fighting. Um, but I took a World War One class in college too, and I am not going to say I found this online to verify, but my professor then said that he chose to write in these weird lowercase letters and different types of like grammatical forms because. Uh, after World War One, and this is the big kind of product of the Dada movement as well, there was this kind of search for meaning because the war seemed so meaningless and, and there was just so many people who died um, for no reason, it seemed like, because 
it, it wasn't it wasn't that each death like made it closer to the end of the war. It was just a war of attrition, um, and you didn't even see the enemy. You know, it was like you were exploding them or shooting them with gas. Um, so it was it was a new type of war, and it led to this whole art movement post war called the Dada movement, which was very weird at times and nonsensical. But um, the one thing that I always remember my professor saying is that years down the road, there's this quote that one of the Dada movement artists would say that, that years down the road, people would look back on Dada art and say that it was the polite response to the war. So interesting point there. And then um, I also like this, this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart quote because my one of my themes for 2017 I guess I don't really set resolutions necessarily like I'm gonna do this thing or that thing but I do have themes and that's not just at the beginning of the year it's as they come and right now my big one is wonder because um kind of in a similar strain of of experience there's so much to be learned in in having our eyes open and, and just saying wow like this is amazing um, and being able to, to look around and be amazed, you know, not need to have anything proved to us or, or demand hard answers, but just say, like, I mean, the mountain is right out of my window. Like, that mountain is huge, and it's amazing and wonderful. Um, so that's my theme also in terms of slowing down. And this kind of goes ah, seamlessly with my next theme or thing that I'm going to mention. I'm reading this book given to me by a dear friend, Along Obedience in the Same Direction. Um, and it's about discipleship, but as you can see, discipleship in an instant society. And the cool thing about that is, um, even if you're not a Christian or care about discipleship, I think that there is so much to be said for slowing down in a time when everything is speeding up and it's so hard to do. I've been realizing myself I'm like, okay, like everything that is the most instant is the the easiest way for us to go, even biologically. Um, I was listening to this other thing today about how we are so focused on our bodies on the easiest way to do something and preserving calories. And so anything that's confusing or the simplest way that we can go is indeed the route that we will take. So um, when something is just easy to kind of get like a almost like a a brain high or just something like oh my eyes are going to enjoy looking at this cool Instagram stuff then it's easy to, it's just easy to do it's easy to get addicted to blah 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 anyway so in this long obedience in the same direction um it talks about consistency and patience and i think that that's something we all know with our heads but could never be um, focused on too much. Like we can never over ponder the fact that it is, it's so useful to just say, okay, slowness can be really worthwhile and taking our time can lead to better results. Almost like the tree creatures in Lord of the Rings who say anything worth saying is worth taking a long time to say. I just love that quote. Anyway, so um, that's what I'm reading right now. So far, so good. And, uh, oh yeah, the last thing that I had officially on the agenda is talking about more technology. I've actually been, and I, I can't recommend this. I am not going to recommend it, but, um, Black Mirror is the series on Netflix. Uh, 
there are some episodes, I haven't seen them all, but some of them are incredibly, incredibly well done and thought provoking. And so while I can't recommend it, I can say the ideas behind it are fascinating. And the one um, that I've been thinking about a lot recently, there was this one episode where instead of your Facebook having followers or Instagram having followers and likes, um, you yourself had a score and people rated every interaction in real life. They would rate the interaction with you and that score would determine like, you know, the, any, any up ratings would affect your score in some algorithm. Every down ratings would affect your score. And that system determines how people interact in the world. So if you have too low of a score, you can't have access to like priority sky miles or things like that. They show like this girl renting a car and her score has dipped and she can't get um, a good enough car. And so all this sort of stuff leads to these fake interactions that people have because you really, it's almost like you can't afford to be real because it might take your score off and you have to just say the thing that's going to be most um, like points getting the most like the nicest thing for other people to hear or whatever. And it's just a crazy world to envision. Um, so I actually stopped watching the episode halfway through and wasn't, I do that sometimes when I'm just like, uh, and I wasn't sure I was going to finish it, but I ended up finishing it and the ending was super good. Cause the main character who's been, yeah, super obsessed with getting her score higher kind of, uh, has the chance to let go of that. But I mean, it's definitely feasible technology wise. It's definitely almost, you know, already possible. Not like every single person has a cell phone, but or a smartphone, but most people do just super crazy though, because obviously that's not really a reality we would want. Um, but we are in like a shame sort of culture. I've been listening to this guy talk about that and like, we're not in kind of like a, a judging culture in terms of you go to a judge and that determines, you know, like your guilt or innocence, but more like shame culture. Um, and, and yeah, Ron, uh, Ron Johnson, John Ronson. I don't know how I still get this wrong. My friend Andrew and I have a joke about this, that we always say the wrong name, but, um, he's like a gonzo journalist and I've read a few of his things. It's super, super interesting. Uh, especially his book, Lost at Sea. It's all true stories. I mean, all this stuff is, you know, true pretty much, but all true stories just about crazy, I mean, crazy people, like, and kind of, yeah, lost in the world, but talks about interviewing a robot, um, like, meeting with these crazy juggalos, just stuff like that. Anyway, so um, he wrote this other book called You've Been Publicly Shamed, um, and just basically like even that one lady who tweeted that thing and, and got on a plane and by the time she landed, she had like a, I don't know, thousands and thousands of tweets that were angry against her and lost her job. And like he interviews her and now she can't date people because if they look her up online, they already know who she is. Just all the stuff that like is, is mind blowing and pretty frightening if you look at all the implications, um, which hopefully teach us all to, to be nicer to one another in person and online. But anyway, that's another, uh, another story for another time. So last thing I'm reading is nonprofit kit for dummies, which if you're a dummy like me and you're trying to start a nonprofit, the fourth edition is great. It gives you all the steps. It's funny how, um, oh man, I'm going to sound stupid saying this, but there are tons of businesses and nonprofits running in the world. And we're just like, oh, they exist. But like every business had to go through, this process of starting and it is not easy 
nor very fun. It's uh, it's quite a long process. So I now have a better, higher respect for everyone who has their own thing going on because they had to put some hard work into it. So that's a bit about all for now. I also do have pink hair, which I can't believe I did. Um, but it was the it was the consequences of being mystique for a comic character themed birthday party. So the end. <laughs>